It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I guess if you're a quarterback, being fourth string at Georgia is better than being second string at USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're going to watch this show on YouTube or wherever you want to download your podcast, this show is free. I appreciate your support. Show your appreciation. You're really helping the show out. If you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. Make sure you smash that thumbs up button, and don't forget to hit that bell notification button. All three mean a lot to the show's growth. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. I need someone to explain this to me, please. In what world does it make sense to leave your job as a starting quarterback, mind you, at UNLV, just so you can go ride the bench and be the backup's backup at the University of Georgia. I get it. It's one of the top programs in the country right now. But quarterback isn't like playing defensive line or offensive line or wide receiver or running back. Rarely does more than one quarterback play in a game. So instead of being the backup, at USC with a chance to actually play in 2024. Heaven forbid for an injury to Miller Moss, knocking wood that that doesn't happen. Again, you get a chance, a better chance to a path of playing at USC and learning from Lincoln Riley in 2024 or go to Georgia and compete for the backups, backup spot. Because that's where you would be in the pecking order. Right now, it Lincoln Riley, it happened. <laughs> he literally took an unexpected, and I'm going to call it a loss. Uh, he was out recruited by Georgia. Jaden Mayava, the quarterback in the transfer portal from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, he picked the University of Georgia Bulldogs over Lincoln Riley and USC. The same USC that has two scholarship quarterbacks, Miller Moss and Jake Jensen, and they have a walk on. And that's it, Roy Gage. So look, right now, if you're in that mood to point fingers, there's plenty of fingers to point at. Uh, you can point the finger at USC and their NIL packages. You can point the finger at Lincoln Riley. I don't know how long you want to point the finger at those two parties. You could point the finger at the players who are taking advantage of the system. You could also point a finger at the adults who are encouraging these uh, young men to take advantage of the system for their own financial benefit. I understand why the players are doing it. But now you've got some people in the background pulling the strings, making this their own paycheck, household expenses. 
supporting their own family. These handlers, mentors, financial advisors, whatever you want to deem them, um, these, these people are now forming their own type of collectives, so to speak. And they're encouraging their clients to go get, go get the bigger bag. Um, go get paid now because that person who's advising you, they're in it for a percentage. They're getting paid too. Uh, what happened to the whole, you know, we're looking out for the player's best interest. We want to help them go to college so they can become, so they can get developed, get some playing time. Remember, remember when that was the whole purpose behind the grassroots football, uh, seven on seven, AAU basketball exposure. Look, I, Georgia might develop. NFL players, and they do, quite a few. But they're not known for developing the quarterback position. I mean, I guess if you want to use Stetson Bennett as an example, six years, okay, he developed. He's on an NFL roster. You really think he's going to be playing anytime soon? Look, I, I guess that's just how the stuff works now, and I just have to accept it. Right now, USC has Miller Moss, who looks like, apparently... He's the scariest quarterback prospect out there in the country uh, because nobody wants to come play at USC. Jake Jensen is his backup. And then you've got, as I mentioned, walk-on Roy Gage. Here's what USC is facing. If spring camp were to start tomorrow, next week, two weeks, USC doesn't have enough quarterbacks to run a practice. Lincoln Riley would literally have to put on a helmet so he could get involved with the position drills. I mean, how in the wide, wide world of college football does USC only have two scholarship quarterbacks on their roster? And why hasn't Caleb Williams made his intentions official yet? Sorry, I'm on a little bit of a tangent rant here. Got to get that out. Seriously, Caleb, in honor of Jim Harbaugh, what's your deal, dude? Congratulations, Michigan Wolverines. You are the national champion. You beat the Washington Huskies 34 to 13. But I'm not sure how to recruit or deal with the quarterback position anymore. Honestly, I'm kind of at a loss right now. I mean, let's let's talk about the, the transfer portal quarterbacks. I mean, how much does a backup think they deserve? And if you're leaving UNLV for more exposure and, and better competition, shouldn't part of the equation be wanting to play also, looking for that path to getting on the field? I mean, Malachi Nelson, he's taken his name, image, likeness in G-Wagon, NIL packages, and his ball. He's heading off to Boise State. Because he didn't play as a freshman at USC. And it didn't look like he was going to play as a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore in 2024. So he had his bag, you know, but he didn't have any patience. Now he plans to start. So he went, he went to a place that he could play. 
I get that. I can respect that decision. I might not like it. I can respect it. He wants to play. <clears throat> Still not a fan of the way he's doing it, but I respect it. So if you're a head coach and you play a freshman and they play well, look what happens to UNLV. The quarterback packs his bags, takes off, goes somewhere else. If you don't play a freshman, they leave. Valerie Nelson. So what, what the hell are you supposed to do? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I mean, everybody wants those top-rated, top five, top ten recruiting classes. Well, guess what? That's that's a side effect. Because you're, you're better off taking the lower-rated classes with players who want to be at USC and who are willing to stick around, get developed, and play in their third or fourth year. That Michigan team that just won the national championship, what, they have 45, 50 seniors? That formula still works. So, I mean, again, what are the coaches, what are coaching staff supposed to do right now? And to those of you who like to say, but, you know, the money's too good to pass up, these players got to cash in now. Let me say this. I, I, I understand. I know that the NFL isn't a sure thing. So taking a quickie type of payday can really help out a lot, especially some of the some of the some of the money that these players are getting. It's life changing. However, if you're taking the money to go be a backup because the NFL is not guaranteed, then aren't you kind of halfway admitting that you're not good enough for the NFL anyways? Where is your motivation to get off the bench and to compete for a starting job, to get better? I mean, if you're willing to pay to get paid and to sit on the bench, how is that being competitive? I really hope that these guys, people who are advising players on what to do, still have the players' best interest at heart, because there there's quite a few of them out there who who've never had a job on uh, on their own where it, it it didn't involve making a buck off a teenager's name, image, and likeness. Oh, and by the way, all these parents out there, not all of them, that uh, that are relying on their kids, uh, kind of a social security type of, a social, a social security check safety net, you need to stop. This is not the way to encourage your children to compete. A bad look. I know um, we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real, of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, and it's right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Can you imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of your kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting their life-saving medication that they needed? Thankfully, they'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, 
sinusitis, and skin infections, among others. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 stream channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever sports, 24 hours a day, seven days a week streaming channel. So where does Lincoln Riley and USC go from here? Okay. Uh, the transfer portal is closed. It'll be open again where players can enter their name for processing. Uh, that starts April 16th. And that will stay open uh, until the end of April, April 30th, it closes. Spring camp, USC, they haven't released those dates yet. But um, as I mentioned in the, in the first segment, you cannot run a spring practice with just two scholarship quarterbacks and a walk-on. And I'm, I'm coming at it strictly from health reasons alone. Quarterbacks already wear the yellow no-contact jersey. That's a given. But at a certain point, their arm is going to get tired. <laughs> you think about all the warm-up throws. Not a big deal. But then you've got all the drills. You've got the different route trees. You know, you're, you're continuously throwing repetition after repetition. And then you have the real, uh, real game time simulations. Again, just more repetition after repetition. I think eventually you're going to have to start putting Miller Moss and Jake Jensen and Roy Gage on a pitch count. <clears throat> so, since Jaden Ayava is off the market, I apologize. Apparently, I said Jordan a couple times on my on the Locked On USC episode yesterday. Unintentional. I apologize. I said it right the first time when I talked about him last week. Nevertheless. Maya culpa won't happen again. Since Jaden Mayava is now off the market, he's committed to Georgia. Where does Lincoln Riley and USC turn to? They need at least one more quarterback before spring camp. So what did I do? I I started to look, I went to the transfer portal list. So who's out there? Who's available? Who are some realistic possibilities? Now i got some names for you. How about Chandler Morris, the former TCU quarterback? He's a redshirt sophomore. Oh, name sounds familiar. You're right. Well, he was committed to Oklahoma 
back in 2020. So Lincoln Riley is obviously familiar with him. Uh, Morris was named the starting quarterback during the 2023 season for TCU. He finished with uh, 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, and five interceptions in seven games. But he missed five games with an injured knee. And that sidelined him, um, which also sidelined him for most of the 2022 season after he had actually won the starting quarterback job over the eventual Heisman runner-up, Max Dugan. So the young man obviously has some skill playing quarterback. Again, redshirt sophomore, he compiled 2,400 yards along with 16 touchdowns and five interceptions in his three seasons, three seasons as a horned frog. And he also completed 65.6% of his passes. Uh, now, depending on how well his knee recovers, uh, he can also run the ball. 400 yards, six scores using his legs. So, I don't know. Again, he's out there. He's not committed anywhere. Uh, obviously, Lincoln Riley is familiar with him since he, he recruited him when he was at Oklahoma. How about this? <laughs> In a weird twist of fate, how about the pig farmer, Bryson Barnes? Yeah, well, he's actually in the transfer portal. That's the same dude. Yeah, he lit up USC. We were there. I was there. I watched it. So how about a, a Green Acres vibe, but in reverse? You bring the pig farmer to the big city. Yeah, why not? We know he can use his legs. And he, he's he's capable of throwing the ball as well. He might be the perfect person for Lincoln Riley to kind of refine uh, whatever skills Bryson Barnes has. He likes to compete. He's not afraid of competition. I don't know. Seems like a good... I, that might be someone to look at. He's tough as nails. How about the uh, well-traveled... He's a... Also a redshirt sophomore, Jake Garcia. You remember that name? He's like the original Dylan Rayola. He transferred to a bunch of different high schools, committed to Miami, and then he transferred. I, right now, he's leaving the University of Missouri. He's on the transfer portal. Look, if you need a career backup and a scouting type of quarterback, go get him. Here's the thing. Do you, you have limited scholarships available. That's the other part of this problem, uh, of this um, equation problem, is you're going to, you want to give a scholarship to a player or two players who are going to benefit the team. So you just, don't, you just don't want to bring a quarterback in just for the sake of bringing in a quarterback. Unless you're committed to, you're my scout team quarterback until you've proven you're not my scout team quarterback. What about uh, Jaden Delara? Yeah, former Washington State and now Arizona State Wildcat quarterback. I don't know if USC wants to go there. Some baggage. If you're not familiar with it, you can look it up online. He's had some history. Yeah, first at Washington State, had some when he was still in high school. I just, I don't know if USC wants to go there is all I'm going to say. Talented young man. Drew Pine, quarterback, he's back on the market. Went from Notre Dame, went to Arizona State. 
He's not going to play at Arizona State anymore. Raise your hand if you remember the name Micah Bowens. Been a been a few years. Uh, he played high school quarterback. Played his high school quarterback at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. He's in the transfer portal. He uh, he's leaving Charlotte. Again, just throw names out there, see what sticks. Basically, what I'm saying. <clears throat> The pickings are really slim right now. Uh, there's a lot of bigger names that were in the transfer portal, but, you know, that talent, they've already committed. Um, it, look, I think it looked, to me, it looks like Lincoln Riley is going to have to find at least one quarterback now who can enroll early. Um, so they can be in classes, and I think the last day to do that is January 26th. Just so you have another quarterback available when you eventually open spring camp. And then after that, after the spring camps are over, you're going to have to kind of see what shakes out out of the trees, see what else is out there. <clears throat> because right now, it's hard to believe, but probably... You got to find a, a plan C or a plan D quarterback. I mean, first, Will Howard was scared away, which I'm fine with just because of the whole dynamics. Again, he was a starter who was looking to come in to compete for the starting job. And I don't know if he wanted to play that tug of war in the USC locker room right now with Miller, with, with Camp Miller Moss. So again, because of the dynamics, I'm fine with Ohio State probably overpaying. Uh, you had Jaden Maiava. He was plan B. So who is going to be um you know, who's gonna be the backup now? He's obviously more comfortable taking a bag of money and competing to be the backup to the backup third string fourth string he's comfortable with that role maybe he's not the right type of player to be at usc if that's how he's looking at things so again it's interesting where does lincoln riley go from here i threw out some names i threw out some names last week on locked on usc but as you as you can see there's not a lot out there and i think if you're looking for a, using finger quotes, a big name talent, it's probably not going to happen until after the spring when somebody else is unhappy with their the 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 depth chart that's in front of them. So we'll see what happens. Right now, that quarterback room, it has some room. <laughs> The NFL season is wrapping up. There's still there's still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you're going to get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. They have an app that is really easy to use, and they got a variety of ways you can bet, like same game parlays. 
you want to make a parlay in their parlay hub, go check that out. They've got this explore tab that shows you different ways that you can bet. They got a variety of things you can do to make some money. So visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on and make your first bet an easy score. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. When USC fans hear fourth and nine, they immediately, well, they should, flash back to South Bend, Indiana, and Matt Leinart hitting a streaking Dwayne Jarrett down the sideline for a first down. And that play eventually set up the push push and a win for the ages for USC. When I think of fourth and seven, <laughs> I'm going to think of the Washington Huskies failing the Michigan Wolverines 17 to three in the first half of the college football playoff championship game. And then at the same time, I'm going to think of Michael Penix Jr. Missing a wide open Rome Odunze. And it wouldn't just have been for a first down. It would have been a touchdown. And that touchdown would have changed the playoff game complexion completely. Washington eventually got that touchdown, making the score 17 to 10. They literally could have gone into halftime tied up at 17. So. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. You are the 2023 national champion. They beat the Huskies 34 to 13. But again, the game was much closer than the scoreboard. I'm bringing this up here at the end of the show uh, because USC is going to be playing both Michigan and Washington this upcoming season. Now, although at first it kind of felt like Michigan could have used their uh, Penn State uh, game plan and just run the ball. Washington, I, I, I don't know what happened early in the game. It kind of looked like maybe they brought Alex Grinch in for a, a consulting uh, consulting job because there were some seriously some huge USC sites gaps on Washington on Washington's defense that uh, the Wolverine running back, Donovan Warren, he was running through. His first two runs went for like 46 and 45 yards. It's crazy. So you have to give credit to Michigan. They played a great game. And they ultimately, they ended up making fewer mistakes than Washington. And their defense also, they didn't succumb to Washington's passing attack. And I got to be honest with you, I, I think Michael Penix probably chose the wrong game to be off with his throws. His accuracy was off. And you give a little bit of credit to Michigan's defense for, for getting, you know, applying some pressure to him. That really wasn't the case here. Because it seemed like every time uh, Michael Penix missed his wide receivers, he missed them high. He was overthrown guys. 
so that was one play of the game that really stood out. That overthrow to uh, Dunze. Uh, the other play was it was it the first play or the second play of the second half. Washington had the ball to start. And that's why that missed opportunity in the first half. I think, I don't know if it came back to bite him, but it again, I think it changed the complexion of the game. So they're trailing 17 to 10 at halftime. They have the ball coming out of half. Again, it was first or second play of the second half. He's under a little bit of duress. He threw the ball up there. And I think his hand got tipped, or maybe the ball got tipped. But Michigan came away with the interception. And it, it that wasn't the play that sealed the game. But it did, it, it gave Michigan the ball essentially to start the second half. Washington's defense, I'll say, nutted up. And they were able to hold Michigan to a field goal because they had great field position. So at that point, it's 20 to 10. It was his second interception in the second half. Again, on a high throw, this one over the middle, that sealed the game. It wasn't it wasn't returned for a pick six, but it got them down there close to um, scoring position. It was in the red zone. They put it in there. Again, final score, 34 to 13. Uh, Michael Penix, he was, this is how bad, he, I won't say how bad, but this is how off he was. He was 13 for 21, 128 yards and one touchdown in the first half. He had that in the first quarter against USC. At the end of the third quarter, just to show you, this was a good game. Michigan led 20 to 13. So they traded field goals in that third quarter. It was a really good tight game. But then, again, I think Washington, without their running game, Dylan Johnson, he was 100%. And he, I think he re-injured whatever was injured at the first time he touched the ball in the game. Without that running game, Washington's offense, they wore down. That's where Michigan still had the advantage. It was in the trenches. And when Michigan went jumbo on both sides of the ball, specifically with their offensive line, I think that just wore Washington down by the end of the game. So I bring this up again because USC plays both Michigan and Washington. But USC's first road game of the year will be in Ann Arbor. Yeah. USC opens the season against LSU in Las Vegas. And then they come home. They'll play Utah State. Then they'll have a bye week. And then they travel to the home of the current national champion. So, will Jim Harbaugh still be their head coach? You know, a lot of people speculating he's heading to the NFL. Again, he dealt with a lot of stuff at Michigan this year with the whole, you know, cheating, stealing signals. Um, I think he's he might be done with college football as well. Um, not to mention, I, I talked about it earlier in the show, Michigan loses, what, 45-plus seniors on that roster? That's a lot. They're going to be a different team next year. J.J. McCarthy, he's gone. So shouldn't USC be worried about heading up to Ann Arbor? If USC can continue to fill their needs, especially the defensive line, find a quarterback or two, I think everything will be okay by the time USC heads up to uh, Ann Arbor, the big house. Will you be there? It's on my bucket list. I plan to be there. 
I also plan to be here tomorrow for another episode of Locked on USC because we're at the end of another one. So when you're done making this episode of Locked on USC your first listen, head on over to wrc.com. Got a lot of content for you over there to read. We've got the Inside the Trojan Huddle uh, weekly episode that you're going to want to watch. So until then, everyone, you know what to do. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.